4-0. Man, that has a nice ring to it. As your Ohio State Buckeyes just got done bashing the Badgers of Wisconsin 52-21. Tommy Eichenberg and C.J. Stroud lead the way. They got contributions from numerous players on Saturday night. We will discuss what we witnessed and what we learned about Ohio State right here on Lock on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, September 26th in the year 2022. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. I would also like to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. On today's episode, we will discuss what C.J. Stroud and this offense did on Saturday night, as well as discuss the importance of Kate Stover and Mike Williams to the Buckeye offense in 2022. But before we get to any of that, everybody will marvel. Everybody will discuss what Stroud, what Harrison Jr., what Ekbuka, what Williams, what Henderson, what the offense of Ohio State did when discussing what we witnessed on Saturday evening. That will be the main or easy topic of discussion. But it all starts on defense. Starts with a guy named Tommy Eichenberg. And Tommy Eichenberg was phenomenal on Saturday evening, and this Buckeye defense knew what they had to do. If you slow down, Badgers running back Braylon Allen, 6'2", 235 pounds, one of the best backs in the league, you'll have a great chance of winning this game. That's exactly what happened. Yes, the Buckeyes were up 28-0 in this game. Also, at the same time, Tommy Eichenberg was leading the way, paving the way, aiding and encouraging and inspiring the Buckeye defense to play better ball in this game. And they knew the task was simple. Braylon Allen, corral him, slow him down, don't let him get loose, you'll have a great shot of winning the game. You might say, Jay, is it really that easy? Wisconsin, don't they have some receivers? I didn't see him over the weekend. Wisconsin, don't they have a decent quarterback? That's what they told me after the Illinois game, his first start in 2020. Since then, I have not seen Graham Mertz be a phenomenal or elite quarterback. Starter? Yes. But is he one of those elite guys? I don't think so. And when I think about the context of everything, yeah, it's that simple. You slow down Braylon Allen, you corral him, you slow him down, you will win the game. And Tommy Eichenberg, I start with him, highlighting him. There's so many other guys I can highlight with their importance in this game. JT Tuomalowal, Zach Sawyer had phenomenal performances. Um, Teron Vincent and Mike Hall were the main two defensive tackles that Ohio State used, and they were wreaking havoc and causing confusion inside the interior of the D-line. But Tommy Eichenberg, man, he's playing in a way. He's playing at a level that Buckeye fans have been clamoring and thirsting for at that linebacker position. 
it's been a very long time that the Buckeyes have had a linebacker that has played at this level that Eichenberg is playing, not just at a decent or solid college football level, a guy that can get drafted into the NFL, but somebody that's going to make his mark on this team and be somebody that you could not say can't play or should not play or shouldn't be one of the better linebackers, be called one of the better linebackers in football. That's Tommy Eichenberg. He brings that old-school middle linebacker, no-nonsense Get out of my way. I'm going to the ball no matter what attitude on defense, and it's contagious. You can talk about Josh Proctor. You can talk about Ronnie Hickman, talk about Still Chambers and Cody Simon. I th- I still think the biggest piece of this team right now on defense, one of the most important people, if not the most important person, Tommy Eichenberg, his leadership, they need it. His, his tenacity, physicality, you can feed off of it. And even in this game, when you knew what the task was, Braylon Allen corralled him, slow him down. Now, granted, Wisconsin was without two of their tackles on offense, right and left tackle. So, I mean, that does hinder you on the offense, uh, on, I mean, with Wisconsin's offense. But Eichenberg led the way. 14 tackles, two tackles for loss. I have no issues or nor complaints with what we witnessed from him over the weekend. He also had, he also got contributions for the Buckeye defense. Still Chambers had six tackles. Josh Proctor had uh, six tackles and one pass breakup. You had Ja'Kalen Johnson, who played a lot due to injury. He had four tackles. You also had a Town of McAllister, who had four, four tackles, uh, a pass breakup, and an interception. When he got that ball in the, I think it was second quarter, you thought he was going all the way. It's not just Tommy Eichenberg. It's the entire defense. They're playing phenomenal. We're getting, t- um, not Tyleek Williams, excuse me, Teron Vincent, another T, with another first name that starts with a T, Teron Vincent. We marvel at Mike Hall's first step. Teron Vincent might be playing in his way if he keeps this up. He might get drafted into the National Football League because of quickness, because of being able to read pre-snap and do things post-snap. This defense, man, I'm telling y'all, we marvel at the offense. We marvel at what they're doing. Praise Jim Knowles. Praise these players. Because without them, Ohio State cannot do on offense what they do, and they cannot do it as consistently. Maybe they can. But if you give Ohio State's offense very little time off the field and the defense of the other team can build steam, you might get see a little bit of a different uh, um, approach. This defense is a late man, and this defense is as important as the Ohio State offense is right now in 2022. I mentioned Ja'Kalen J- Johnson had to play a lot. Uh, uh, Cam Brown was out, did not play. Um, uh, Jordan Hancock is still out. He did not play. They were both ruled unavailable. Denzel Burke had a club with his hand, went through pregame warmups, but ultimately did not play. But the Buckeyes without three of their top four corners, Graham Mertz didn't do anything. I mean, even the game, we had to throw the ball. Graham Mertz did nothing. 11 of 20, uh, less than 100 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, 50, 55% completion percentage. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it at all. Wisconsin, you know their brand on offense. You know what they're about. And the Buckeye defense knew the task going into the game. And what did they do? Answered the call. Answered what they were pushed to do. They answered all the questions. And, y'all, look, I, we'll break down more of this later in the week. But I just can't stop marveling and, re- and reveling at what they did on Saturday evening against a, a Badgers offense that has one of the better backs in the country. And outside of one long run, he only averaged 4.1 yards per carry. That's what I call a major win for the Ohio State defense on Saturday evening. A major win for the defense, that's great.
But also there was a major one for the Buckeye offense as well. We'll discuss that next and we'll discuss what they did on Saturday night right here on Locked on Buckeyes. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Posting a job on LinkedIn, it's so easy. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your free job post, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for listening to this fun reaction episode of Locked on Buckeyes. Head on over to the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button by ser- when you once you search Locked on Buckeyes on the YouTube. Help this channel grow. There are some phenomenal things happening here. Hoping and looking to ramp up the recruiting information that we can provide here for, on Locked on Buckeyes. Had a phenomenal episode discussing five-star defensive ends in the tw- class of 2023. Keon Keeley. Mateo Uyunglele and Damon Wilson, John Garcia Jr. of Sports Illustrated was back with us after uh, a couple weeks away after having his first child with his fiance. Guys, John Garcia is back. Recruiting information is back. Go check out the episode. You will not be disappointed. So the Buckeye defense is amazing. The Buckeye offense, like as much as I revel and I'm amazed at what this Buckeye defense can do, y'all. I mean, the Buckeyes were up 28-0. And it surely seemed like there was nothing Wisconsin could do. Wisconsin, they could not sustain drives early in the game. They did have uh, a couple – they had a scoring drive, if I remember this correctly. had a scoring drive. First scoring drive was 10 plays, uh, lasted uh, five minutes and two seconds. They had another scoring drive of 14 plays, 80 yards, seven seven minutes and 36 seconds. I mean, their scoring drives – Scoring drives took a lot of time. It took a lot of time <clears throat> for them to move the ball up and down the field. They weren't doing that most of the game. And if you go and look at the score, the drive summary, I went back on the Fox Sports uh, app, Fox Sports app, and they ended up just simply saying, I saw it was uh, three and out, three and out, three and out, maybe a four play. You lost the ball on downs, another three and out. There was a time you thought that, uh, uh, Paul Chris is going to go for go for it on fourth down. He said, no, the game was basically out of hand. And it's because it's Buckeye offense, man. Like this Buckeye offense is doing things 
that you just don't expect them to do. And coming into the season, it was all about Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., Amek Ekbuka. People kind of, and I will tell you, I was saying Julian Fleming could possibly in that, be in that conversation, but he has been battling injury so much we weren't sure what he was going to do. But in this game, as Strauss started off this game, eight for eight, completed his first eight passes. Julian Fleming is somebody that even if Njigba is off of the field, Fleming is playing his way. I don't think he's going to go into the NFL this year. I think he needs another year under his belt of playing football consistently at a college level. But he's playing his way, if he stays healthy, into being a, a, a future NFL wide receiver. His physicality, 6'2", 205. He has, some, he has a speed. His route running is getting better, and he's, more, he's putting some uh, polishing touches, finishing touches on his route running. And it's not just Stroud. This O-line, man, they're opening up holes. They're doing phenomenal things. Dewan Jones looks like a healthier player, a slimmer player than he did a year ago. And he looks like he's someone, if you want to run, run behind him, him and Matt Jones, please, 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 run to that right side. We said it once. I said it in the offseason. Remember, remember the Titans? It was left side, strong side. Before this Buckeye offense in 2022, it might be right side, strong side, because a lot of these runs are right side between, behind Matt Jones and behind Dewan Jones. The, the law firm of Jones and Jones, the Jones brothers, whatever you want to call them, they are doing some elite things on the right side of the offensive line. Yes, it's Stroud. But when you add in the importance of the two-headed monster of Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson, you're really realizing – it's not just a passing attack. Brian Day said it a year ago. The goal is to average 250 through the air, 250 on the ground. You might not think averaging at 250 on the ground is going to be hard with those two backs, but it might be a little, it's a little bit harder than you think. And you know what you're going to be finding? They might be able to do it this year. This might be a season where they can get it done. And when it comes to things getting done, the passing game is getting some things done as well. Like Buka, six catches, 118 receiving yards. The Buckeyes only had four um, four receivers that had that caught passes over the weekend. Um, that doesn't even look right. It doesn't sound right, but it, it, I'm guessing just off the stats I'm looking at, Buka had six catches um, on eight targets. Julian Fleming had four catches on seven targets. Cade Stover had four catches on six targets. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. had three catches on six targets. Um, three of those four players caught touchdown passes. Agbuka had two. Uh, Julian, Julian Fleming had one. Kate Stover had two. Stover had 51 passing uh, receiving yards. Um, the, the two-headed monster of Henderson and Mayan Williams. Uh, Treviat Henderson had 21 carries, 121 yards on the ground. 5.8 yards per pop was his average on the ground. Mayan Williams, 11 carries, 101 yards on the ground. Two tutties. Averaged 9.2 yards a pop. Dallin Hayden came in in the second half, eight carries, 31 rushing yards, averaged 3.9 yards a pop against a really good Badgers defense. Marvel at Stroud. Marvel at what he's doing. Marvel at how he's the highest of front runner, where he should at least be in the conversation top two or three right now in the early portion of the season. Marvel at Marion Williams. Marvel at Trayvon Henderson. Marvel at these receivers. Once you put the whole package together, you got what we witnessed over the weekend. You got a guy in Ekbuka who was able to find the hole in the defense. You got Stroud who was throwing the ball over the linebacker right in front of the face of the DB. Who In, the, in between those two is Ekbuka, and the ball is right where it needs to be 
and it's there in time. G. Bush on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Ohio State postgame show, said it best. Stroud is throwing it with velocity on a rope, but also feathery as well. I don't know how you do that. Like, I'm not a quarterback coach. I watch football. I don't know all the mechanics of all those things. But one thing I can tell you is what we're seeing from, from Stroud, I don't think we saw this from Justin Fields. Actually, a lot of things we're seeing right now, we never saw from Justin Fields. Ever. Stroud, does he have a favorite receiver? Yeah. But is he going to throw the ball to the guy who was open? Absolutely. This Buckeye rushing game is something. As they had 258 yards on the ground over the weekend, um, you also had uh, carries from Kyle McCord. Uh, Mitch Ross, they got a fullback dive um, in the middle of the field, not on the goal line, three yards on that on that uh, carry that he had. We're finding, quickly finding. In the running game, is opening things up in the passing game. We said it before. We'll say it again. A good running game will open things up. We'll call safeties and DBs to come down. We'll call line. We'll cause linebackers to have flat feet. We'll cause your, de- your your defensive end who's supposed to be dropping back in coverage, but knows he needs to play the run first. We'll cause him to get flat footed. Hey, it's going to cause a lot of things that are going to happen to this team, and we're currently finding out with this offense. It's not just an elite offense. Buckeyes are playing with playing an elite defense right now. Yeah, Rutgers coming up, Iowa coming up, Michigan State coming up, who just lost lost to Washington a week ago, lost to Minnesota over the weekend, almost got goose egged. Minnesota beat the Spartans 34 to 7, 35 to 7, one of the two. I think it was 34 to 7. Um, the team up north at the end of the season, like Maryland, the Buckeyes might not have much competition this year. So what they need to do is find two things in the offseason and uh, during the week so that when they play the football games, this offense can keep playing at the same level it is every single week. This Buckeye offense, man, the Badgers had no answer. You would think a well-disciplined, well-disciplined, well-coached team on defense would have an answer or be able to slow down, potentially slow down. The Buckeyes, they didn't do it, didn't do it at all. And I can't wait to see what they do this coming week against Rutgers. I also can't wait to see what Kate Stover and Maya Williams do next week because of what they did over the weekend on Saturday night. What did they do? How important were they to the performance over the weekend? We'll discuss that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. The Buckeye running game in the offseason, the conversation or the guy that got most of the talk was Travion Henderson. I talked about him here on this show. Talk about the importance of the two-headed monster. Talk about a lot of things that happened that you expected to happen or we discussed and happened. Uh, said, hey, this might happen or that might happen. But my eyeballs have told me so far one thing, and it's been very clear. This offense over the weekend flowed better with Mayan Williams being the featured back or getting more of the carries than with Trevion Henderson. I know who was the more highly talented recruit coming out of high school. I understand um, who's the more talented back right now at Ohio State. But something is telling me with my eyeballs that's what, that I've watched a lot of Buckeye football, that I've watched a lot of football in my lifetime. This offense flows better when Mayan Williams has the ball. And I think the offensive line feeds off of him. And we see how he has the ball. He had a phenomenal run, fourth and one. Um, Buckeyes were, I think, were on, were in plus territory. I think they're at the, at their own, at the opponent's forty 
or around there. And it was a little bit too far for a field goal. You don't want to punt the ball. You know, Mer Jesse Merco could have been somebody that could have pinned the team down inside the five-yard line like he did during his first punt in the game. Mayan Williams got the ball fourth and one. Got He got hit towards at the, around the line of scrimmage. I think he was past the line of scrimmage at that point. But he got hit, broke a tackle, and skedaddled to the right, which it was wide open. There's a lot of green space over there. Skedaddled to the right for a nine-yard gain. And so I think about this Buckeye offense, the importance of these two players, Stover and Williams. Stover, it gets a lot of more – it gets things open – because of what the defense has to, has to do when Mayan Williams is on the field. His physicality, you want to call him pork chop, you whatever you, nickname you want to have him, Mayan Williams, he has gotten in better shape. He has lost weight. He is someone that even in the offseason, many people did not think would be utilized in this way. I thought he should have been used more last year. I'm glad he's being used this way this year. Maybe Trevion Henderson's going to break out next year. I don't know. But from what I have seen, Mayan Williams was one of the most important people as a skill position at Ohio State over the weekend that we had. Oh, the 11 carries for 101 rushing yards that he had in the, in the let me get this correct, and the two touchdowns and 9.2 yards a pop per carry. That was in the first half. This young man did not have a carry in the second half of the game. Let that sink in for you. So we talk about the importance of a player. Talk about what, exactly what they do. Talk about what they're uh, what they do uh, uh, on the field. Mayan Williams is doing that in the first half against a very good, solid physical defense in Wisconsin. Imagine what we what he would have done if he played a portion and got five more carries in the third quarter. Let that sink in for you. The importance of a player in a, in a game. All of his stats, as great as they were, they were first half stats. If he played a full four quarters against that defense or against other defenses in the Big Ten, we'll quickly learn what this man's all about and why he should get more carries and touches at Ohio State in 2022. Another guy who I think should get more carries and touches. And I saw somebody say in a tweet, Jeremy Ruckert should be calling Ryan Day right now. It's Cade Stover. I don't think Jeremy Ruckert should be calling Ryan Day. Um, I think that Cade Stover is doing some things that Ruckert didn't do. Rucker had a lot of opportunities to be a guy. I think in physicality and run blocking, um, pass blocking as well. Stover is more physical. You, I mean, Chris Fowler said it best. Case Stover is country strong. Case Stover is a guy that is extremely strong and has the ability to do some crazy, uh, phenomenal things when he's on the field due to his strength. But then you add in his ability in the pass game. You can split him out put him in the slot you can bring him back in motion motion him inside say he's on the slot on the right uh, be a split into the right come back in be a tight end on the right on the right via a motion or it could be offset left a tight end tight end position but offset a few steps behind the line of scrimmage motion back to the right there's so many different tricks of the trade that you can do with stover on offense that i don't know if you could do with ruckert I think Ruckert was a guy that was really, really talented, but Stover is showing more about consistency, being able to be able to beat people in man-to-man -man and in zone. Y'all, Cade Stover in this game, four catches, 51 receiving yards, two touchdowns, a long of 22 yards. 
You want to talk about people like people that need more attention? And last week somebody said, Hey, how do you not have Kate Stover in stock up, stock down last Wednesday? To that person, he was one of the players of the game. And I simply said, I, there were a lot of guys I did not mention a stock up, stock down, mentioned a few freshmen towards the end of the of the stock up portion. Stover was someone that could was on my stock up list after last week. Um, newsflash, I know it's not Wednesday. I'm going to tell you this now. He's getting a stock up right now for this weekend for what he did over the weekend. Because Cade Stover, we marvel at the receivers. What does Georgia have that a lot of other teams don't have in the country? An elite tight end. I'm not going to put Stover in the elite category yet, but he's really, really good. And a really, really, really good tight end will assist you and help the offense and help Stroud be more comfortable. Now, Stroud had some overthrows, had some ill-timed passes. He missed Cade Stover on a ball that was just a little bit too high. Stover could have had five or six catches in this game, possibly three. He almost had three touchdowns. Like, we're marveling at the receivers. Stover is somebody that Ohio State needs right now as another weapon to be successful this year. We saw it against Wisconsin. We'll discuss more of the nitty-gritty details about what he does on the football field coming up later this week. At the time of this recording, the AP and coaches polls have not been released just yet. Um, We'll discuss more of those if there's any shakeups, and we know how we look at the polls, but those might filter their way into future shows this week right here on Locked on Buckeyes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstephen07. You can also send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. Now head over to Locked on Big Ten to check out that podcast and make that your second listen of the day. Locked on Big Ten is hosted by Nate Dickinson. Nate Dickinson is joined by a local expert. They take you around the conference in 30 minutes every single day. Nate and I actually recorded a little segment about the Wisconsin game that I believe will be on Monday's episode of Locked on Big Ten. Head over there and check that out. Locked on Buckeyes and Locked on Big Ten. They are both free and available wherever you get your fine podcasts, like the YouTube, like the Odyssey app, like the Apple Podcast app, like the Spotify, wherever you get your fine podcast, Locked on Buckeyes, and everything at the Locked on Podcast Network. It's free for your enjoyment every single day. On this Monday recap show of what the Buckeyes did over the weekend, 52-21 bashing of the Badgers, we're out of here for the day. Look forward to, talk to you, talking to you tomorrow about the Ohio State Buckeyes.